History is made by the Republic of Ireland. I'm honestly speechless. I mean, we're going to a World Cup, but it's what dreams are made of. For all the best reaction to the girls in green qualifying for the World Cup, subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast stream now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. We're turning our attention to club hurling and I'm delighted to say we have Trevor Fletcher with us. Trevor, good morning to you. How are you? How are you, George? Shane, how are we doing? Are you well? Yeah, very good. Um, where did you grow up? Uh, Ross Gray. I grew up in Ross Gray, County Tipperary. Um, and uh, moved into Chile then and then I moved over to New York for uh, four years. Then back, then came back then and back to Kilcormack. So Kilcormack is where you kind of were became an adult. Is that fair? Or what age were you when you that, when you were? No, well, no. I, I went to uh, I went to New York when I was twenty twenty three. Okay, I right. Back then, I came back then in say twenty seven, and I moved and uh, moved to Kilcormack. Then I met my now wife in in New York, who's from Kilcormack. So we moved to Kilcormack then, and we had um, our eldest daughter was born in New York, Kayla, and then we were after having two more boys. Now, since then, Owen and Lachlan. Okay, right. So you married into Kilcormac Kalahi. Yeah, I married into Kilcormac Kalahi, yeah. Very good. And you raised your kids in Kilcormac Kalahi? Yeah, yeah, the kids are all, yeah, yeah. Bar Kayla were born in New York, but yeah, all the kids were raised in, in, in Kilcormac. And then at the weekend, you went up against Kilcormac Kalahi in the Offaly Hurling final. <laughs> I did, I did. It was a strange one, very strange. What was the crack with that? When did you join Shinron as manager? Um, so this is my second season with him. So last year I was with... Uh, uh, you know, and joined them last year. So this is my second season with them. I would have finished um, playing senior hurling with KK. I'm still playing a bit of junior with them, but I played uh, finished senior in 2016. Okay, right. Is it true that you went and beat them in the county final and then lined out for the juniors a couple of hours later? <laughs> it was actually the day previous. We had the we had the junior A semi final against Balnamere on a Saturday at three o'clock, and then I suppose 24, 25 hours later, I was battling against them. I mean, this is this is one of those typical brilliant stories that the club scene throws up from time to time. But what's it actually like for you? I mean, it, you know, you've got a job to do and you're obviously, you've been slaving away for two years and, you know, we all know the, the level of professionalism that goes into uh, being the manager of a club team, particularly a senior team who believes they have a chance of, of glory. Because if you're not at it in every training session, somebody on the team is going to be complaining. So you have to be at it and it takes up all your thoughts and minds but at the same time it's against a club who you know you've made your home and I'm sure you've volunteered and I'm sure that the family are very committed to you as well so what's it actually like is it difficult? Um, yeah, definitely difficult probably more emotional emotional than anything else um, but I suppose I know a lot of the players a lot of the manager and they know I have the job to do and it's very simple when you enlist you must soldier and I, I gave everything I could to first in round for that day um, like there's no hard feelings that anybody I heard with four or five of them I won medals with four or five of them that's on the team and I would have coached about four or five of them to win minor and 16 titles as well with KK so they know how passionate I am about hurling and they knew I would give Shinron all my best You must have after the, the semi-final win Trevor I mean I know you're is the Blue Ball pub there down in, in uh, yeah. Kalahi like, you're probably in there and there's lads from the Kalahi team ahead of the final uh, who you'll be coming up against? So is it is it an awkward conversation? Are they wishing you luck? Yeah, they... well, yeah, it was fun. Um, actually, after obviously we won on the Saturday. <laughs> yeah, um, we won the semi final on the Saturday. So I, I obviously went in and watched the other semi final with KK and Bor on the Sunday, and obviously stopped on the way home from the match in the blue ball, and and some of the players came in, and obviously I would be a lot friendlier with some of the senior players. And the likes of Jorheen in the full forward and he said to me, we'll talk to you today, Fletch, but we won't talk to you for the next two weeks. And that was just a bit of banter that was there. 
But I also knew it was my time to, to leave as well because they probably wanted to analyse the semi-final and, you know, they're going up against me. So, you know, yeah, where I had two or three points with the boys, I knew it was time to leave as well because they had wanted their time too. Things are just getting interesting at that stage. Two or three points. The fourth point, you're like, here, listen, you're a fullback. No, I've, I've, I've had my eye on him the whole time. I'm going to ask you, you know, just need to be careful with that. Did it help in the end that um, you had a big enough victory that actually, you know, it, it wasn't as uh, on a knife edge maybe as some of these county finals have been in recent years? Oh, absolutely. Um, for a personal reason, I couldn't have um, worked out a better way, to be quite honest with you. There's no big controversy, you know, there's no decisions or no, it's all ref this or <clears throat> it, was a, it was a wide or it was a, a you know, I, I couldn't have worked out a better way for me, to be honest. In, in, in the house then, what, what, what colours are being worn? You're obviously in the, in the, uh, the red and white, but is it yellow and green in, in the house or are they, you know, for oh, one very- day only supporting you? No, very much so. Green and green and yellow. Um, it was funny getting to the car. I had my shin on top on, and the wife Gemma had her KK, and the two boys Orn and Lachlan they were KK. And the little fella Lachlan said to me, "He's twelve. He just said to me, um, she's that. I'm not shouting for you today." Which is, I totally understand. Um, I suppose his point of view was he's never seen Kilcormick or can't remember Kilcormick winning a county final, so he wanted Kilcormick to win for that for memories for himself. What does it mean to a club like Shinrone? Um, because as far as I know, this is they've been in the final before, but they've never won it. Is that correct? Yeah, the last final room was 1960, so that was 62 years ago. Um, look, it, it, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, um, to put into words straight away, I probably can't what it means to them, and they probably won't realise it for another few months. Um, don't get me wrong, there was fantastic celebrations, the homecoming, um, the players loved it. Um, I know the kids loved it, and uh, just a reflection with a few of the a few of the players' fathers. You know, this is what it means to them. One of the, I won't name names, but one of the fathers was milking the cows at half six or seven on the on the, on the Monday morning. They started crying um, that we just have to win in the county final yesterday. So it means everything to them. Sorry, just just going to say on that on that like Kilcormick a lot of people's favourites heading into the, the the final as well. Trevor, like, were you expected to to put up a fight? Was it kind of a a case of David versus Goliath heading into the match, or, or was it more evenly poised? Well, yeah, there were favourites going in, and rightly so. They had won their five out of five games coming through the championship semi final, or their five four group games, and and won the semi final. So there would have been favourites going in, but I just knew I knew going in if we could be there thereabouts at half time with them that we'd have a shout, and that's how it transpired. You know, we we, we kicked on in the second half. We got I think it was six points in a row in the second half, and that kind of gives a great platform to to bring it home. I'm interested in your in your perspective about the the general standard at the moment because you know we are all desperate for Offaly to get back to the top tier and to bring us back to the heyday when they were competing for All Ireland. When they were doing that, there was like the core of the team were part of one of the great club teams that there ever has been. Um, that that crop who came from Burr. But if they're going to make it back to the top table, you need Kilcormac Lai, you need Shinrone to be producing two or three players who are of inter-county standard and then inspiring the generation after that to come through and to stick with the game and to train at the level that you need to train at. Like, I do wonder as somebody who has a little bit of perspective from what things were like in, in Tipperary growing up, you were part of the same underage teams as, uh, as Owen Kelly. So you, you've seen the absolute elite of the game and what they do and how they prepare and the skills work that they do in training. What's your take on where the game is at at the moment in Offaly and the gap that they still have to make make up to get back to that top tier? Yeah, look, they're, they're, they're making good a good headway, I think. Um, I actually listened to Johnny Pilgrim earlier in the podcast and Johnny Be My Milkman is a great character and I think he hit the nail on the head with the the facilities in, in Faithful Fields is fantastic and I think we're going to get to fruition of that going forward because 
they're now training at a top class centre. They're seeing the seniors training before them, and I, I think they are going in the right direction. I'll be quite honest with you. They're into Joe McDonough. They just have to, I suppose, for the next Johnny. I know Johnny Kelly. And Johnny Kelly will put his heart and soul into it with Martin Marr coming on board. So they're getting top-class coaches. And I do agree with you in the sense that you need two or three um, very good hurlers from each club to drive it on. And I think it's there in Kilcormick, uh, uh, as it is, it's in, in St. Rhinus, Shinron, uh, Burr. So I, I, I think there is, I think I think they have a very good chance in the next three to four years of getting out of John McDonough. Like turning even minor success in awfully into senior level success, it's never a given, Trevor. Like that, that minor level success is going to turn into a, a something positive at senior level. Like, but I remember yourself uh, on that Tip minor team with with Owen Kelly, and you were a bit of a prodigy coming through in that team. But Tip certainly did transfer that from minor success into senior. Like, are are you confident that Offaly can do the same now after last year's um, minor uh, victories? I, I well knowing the minor team quite well. Um, a lot of the players are six six starters from Kilcormick. A lot. Um, I suppose you look at the the kids. You look at the fam- their their background, their family background, and even you look at the, the whole minor fifteen team that started. Normally, you're lucky to get two or three hurlers that will transition into senior level. But looking at that off the minor team, I can definitely see five or six lads in the next few years coming onto the off team, which will be a huge boost off the. Um, I, I did want to ask you about that. Uh, breakthrough team from Kilcormacalahi who kind of put the club on the map that um, reached the club final that you were part of because you have that experience uh, when you're talking to your team now is there any of that that you can lean back on and go look it's brilliant right the story you tell about um, the man milking the cows crying like I think that really brings home to everybody listening just exactly how much of a breakthrough moment it is it'd be natural for them to relax and go nothing else matters now we've done our bit but you've been part of a team that dreamed a little bit bigger after making a breakthrough are those conversations started are they is it even fair for me to ask you like I mean you've you know you've done everything that you could have possibly dreamed of but at the same time there's you know there's still another competition you're in oh absolutely listen 2012 I spoke about it before I went and did interviews for the county final with the wife um, with Gemma, and it was probably from 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 the we were day we won the county final, going to the All Ireland Club final, probably the six month six best months of our lives as a club, as a family, and we, you know, albeit we're starting to have a conversation where the boys had a week off, we're back training their last shoes tonight, you know, we're taking it one step at a time. But I am I am kind of remembering what happened with us, you know, it's now winter hurling, it's not it's not going to be as nice as it was during the summer. Um, so the boys, you know, I, I'm leaning back on my own memories of of how we prepared and what the pitches are going to be like, what the weather is going to be like. So I'm giving them every little bit of information that I can recall myself. Um, you can't think too far ahead. Yeah, yeah, every team that's still left in the, in the championship always yeah, dreams and believes in playing the biggest day for a club is the All-Ireland Club final. But look, we have Nace next. They're a really, really good team. Um, they're All-Ireland Intermediate Champions and you don't win any, any All-Ireland title for nothing. That uh, Club All Ireland uh, appearance uh, with with yourself when you were playing Trevor, like uh, really interested to listen to James O'Donoghue on the on the, the football pod during the week where he was talking about losing a county final and and a missed a missed chance at one stage in the match that he he still thinks about to this day and you know if it if it pops into his head it's there for an hour um, and I, look I don't want to focus on the negative because back then you look you were county champions you were Leinster champions you went on after that to to win a few county titles in a row but that that All Ireland Club Final defeat to St Thomas's like. Uh, and granted, you had a good game yourself that day. But are, are there elements of of games like that that stick in your head? You think, geez, we were we were very close to an All Ireland Club uh, medal. 
Yeah, that was, yeah, absolutely. And people do ask you about how did it feel? And for me, it was probably, unfortunately, probably as a, as a team, it was our probably worst performance that year um, on, on the biggest day. Look, we had a few decisions that went against us and there's not much you can do about that. But as regrets, no, there's no regrets. But yeah, you, you would say that it was just unfortunate that we didn't perform overly great on, on, on the biggest day. I remember hearing the the great Brian Mullins always held uh, some element of grudge for the '83 final, wasn't it? With, the, with a couple of red cards, and it's something you can hold on. Like a couple of harsh red cards in that game as well, Trevor. You're, are you still holding on to those? Will you carry them with you for the rest of your days? Not, look, listen, I I, I can't talk about it anymore. Do you know, I'm I'm a firm believer in you can control what you control, but there's not much I can do about that. We couldn't do much about it on the day. Only only try and and do the best we could. What happened? The referees are going to make decisions. Look, we all know refereeing at the minute is very, very tough. And at the end of the day, there'll be no matches without referees. So, look, I, I'm not, I don't, it's not, a begr- it's not a grudge, to be quite honest with you, but it's just, it, it was unfortunate that it happened to us on the, on the biggest day. One last thing, the Republic of Ireland women's national team obviously going to the World Cup next year. Your daughter's on a football scholarship, a soccer scholarship in America. How did that all come about? Yeah, uh, look, she's uh, a talented little woman. She plays a lot of camogie as well and soccer and she went up, she joined P-Mount under 17 uh, League of Ireland team and I suppose she was at, I think it was fifth year she was in and, you know, we started asking her questions, you know, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go college-wise? And this came up and we signed up with Stephen Murray Agency and he got us then in contact with, with colleges in America and she's now over in Monroe College in New Rochelle in New York. So, and, and that's where she was born, actually, I believe. She was born only 20 minutes away in, in Woodlawn. Um, so yeah, she's over there now. She's having a great time. Um, college has started. Uh, uh, soccer's going quite well. It looks like they're going to make the playoffs as well. So that that that's starting now. The playoffs are going to be the fourth of May. It's an incredible opportunity, isn't it? Because that was one of the things that um, in a previous generation, like two generations ago, uh, there was kind of a little bit of a sense of, oh, we're, we're training these kids to play and then they're going off to America. And I'm like, that's the best thing that could possibly happen. They'll go off, behave like professionals, get a great education and then come back when they're ready if they want to. Well, this is it. Look, I, I spoke to Kayla outside of, um, outside of, of being on a scholarship or be, being a college in America. She's living in New York at 18 years of age. The, the experience she's going to gain for that for the rest of her life is going to be phenomenal. Do you still have family and friends over there? Like, So it's a bit of a home going, homecoming for her in some ways. Yeah, yeah. A lot of my, uh, I don't have any family, but uh, Gemma has family there. But a lot of our, our very good friends is there. Um, my best friend is there, Mickey Marr and Dave Lucknan and, and Mike DeVivo, Stephen Carter. You know, she's, she's, she um, chats with them nearly every day and Gemma has relations there and there's so many like when you go to America your friends become your family so you know we really have a, a great contact there and when you see the match the other night like I guess she, you know and I'm not saying she's going to make the World Cup squad or anything like that but like you can see why being part of a movement that is growing as fast as the women's national team is at the moment that the opportunities are going to be there for her to have an elite career if she wants it yeah, look, I think I think women's soccer in general over the world is probably one of the biggest growing sports, and it's great that she's involved. And there's opportunity, there's going to be she knows herself there's going to be opportunities there. So when they come, please God, she just has to put her hand up. Trevor, we wish you the very best of luck against Nace. Congratulations, it's an incredible story. Thanks a million for joining us. No problem. Thanks, lads. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.